Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Two of the Lombardi line presented by BetMGM. Dave Ross alongside Wes Reynolds here at South Point Casino in Las Vegas. Always a pleasure to have the man himself on his day off. What do we do? Tom Brady officially retires. We got to have Michael Lombardi back on the program. Michael, we appreciate you taking the time here to share your thoughts. And again, I, I'm sure for you, this is not unexpected, right? That it's now been made official with Tom Brady. And Wes and I talked about it on Saturday. I feel like whenever Wes and I start to do a show, there's Tom Brady news uh, that kind of dominates the day. But, Michael, now that it is officially over, and I, I cannot foresee a Brett Favre scenario here, you know, where one day he comes back, right? It is, you know, you know the man very well. He's done with football, right? And if he can't give it his all, that's that's the reason what he said. He just he, if he can't put in the time to be the best at it, he can't do it anymore at the level he wants to do it at. Yeah, I, I think that's really the the whole narrative here. I think when he went to Tampa, he signed a two year contract with Tampa, and I think he made and I know this is speculative on my part. I think he made a deal with his family. Look, give me two more years to. Uh, two more years to play. And I promise I'll walk away at that point. Let me have two years because two years for Tom Brady is different than two years for most other players. Tom Brady needs to start working. When the family vacation comes back from Costa Rica, he's going to start preparing. He's going to work 12 hours a day to improve his craft, to become ready to play for the season. It's a total commitment. It takes away family time. He's not picking the kids up at school. You know, he's not going to the PTA meetings. I mean, none of that's going to happen. So, you know, once the, once the two years were up, I think he then had said, hey, okay, the family, this is the deal we made. We went for two years. We won a Super Bowl, thankfully, and now we need to move on with our lives. And, Michael, when you look at that Tampa Bay team, 23 unrestricted free agents here in the offseason. Tom Brady, of course, not being one of them. But did you get the sense that maybe he thought, well, you know, not the band's not going to stay together here. We came back together one more time to see if we can repeat as Super Bowl champions. Didn't get it done. Got eliminated by the Rams. Did you get the sense that maybe he's like, you know what, maybe this is just a good time to step away. If I'm going to stay in and kill myself in the offseason, as you said, with preparation and killing my body to stay in shape, in my mid-40s, this team looks like it's undergoing a rebuild right now. Yeah, I, I think that those are all factors in the decision. But I think more than anything is the time away from his family that he can't really forsake any longer. The, you know, the kids grow up way too quick. I mean, it, I, it happens to all of us. You know, one day you're changing your son's diaper. The next day he's coaching with the Patriots. You know, where'd that day go? You know, it just goes <laughs> too fast. And so, you know, I think that's Tom's moment here. And I think he's got to realize that for the Bucks. I mean, 
I, they could not have been caught in off guard. Now they're going to have to do something. You know, they'll get Brady's paragraph five off their cap, but his lingering bonuses stay because remember they redid his contract to bring the band all back. And then they've got to deal with all these free agents. This is going to be a tough job. And I wonder if they would say, okay, left which you stay, you know, we want you to be the head coach in waiting, or is it Todd Bowles be the head coach in waiting? You know, because we all know Bruce mm -hmm. came out of retirement you know, to do this, does he really want to stay in this if it's going to be such a rebuilding process? And Dave, we were talking about that at the top of the show. You know, Bruce has a job in TV probably mm -hmm. if he wants if he to wants go it. back to TV. He was in the booth with CBS. So I got to think maybe this is going to be his last year. I don't think he wants to give like a double whammy blow to the Bucks organization and retire the same year as Brady. But I got to have a feeling that maybe Leftwich or maybe Todd Bowles, and that's kind of been reported that Todd Bowles could be the guy that they turn it over to. But, yeah, I got to think maybe this is the last hurrah for Bruce Arians. I, I would think so as well, Michael. And, and, again, you can understand why those tentacles, I think, make sense there in Tampa Bay. To Brady, just from your knowledge and, 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 and being around him and knowing him as well as you do, I, I marvel, and this is why I never retire athletes. I don't want, I don't want the great selfishly to yeah. call it a career, right? Will we ever see anything like this, Michael? I mean, we're talking about a 44-year-old quarterback going out still arguably probably going to be the second favorite to win the MVP behind Aaron Rodgers. I just don't know that we'll ever see anything ever like this in our lifetime. You know, I don't think we will, you know, and I mean, this is a guy that truly, you know, I don't think he's given enough credit for how athletic he was. He was an 18th round draft pick of the Montreal Expos, a power hitting left-handed catcher. So he had great eye-hand coordination. And I thought his quickness this year, Dave, was better than I've ever seen it. So I think the pitcher hurt his career probably more than anything. He was thought he was going to be picked in the second or third round, left the house in San Mateo crying that he wasn't picked. So he had this vision of who he was as a player. And he fulfilled that vision. And what makes him so unique is even when he had those low years at 36, 37, the 13 season wasn't always his best. He bounced back. He's like he found the fountain of youth somewhere, somehow. You know, they should dedicate the movie Cocoon to him because he was in that pool with all those older people finding a way to get younger again. So we are never going to find anybody that gets better as they get older. But we're never going to find anybody who is so dedicated to his craft the way he is. He is truly, he gave up everything to be the greatest, everything. And uh, Michael, I do want to ask about this as you did uh, make the uh, comparison to Cocoon here, Don Amici and Tom Brady being compared in the, I never thought we would hear that today, but <laughs> I want to ask you a little bit too, Michael, just on like the story that kind of emerged after Tom's initial statement about his retirement, everything, of course, social media now oh today, goodness. they make an issue out of the fact, oh, he didn't mention the Patriots, you know, and then he gave a statement thanking the Patriots. Do you think their relationship, like this is kind of like, a time heals all wounds type of thing. And they're all going to be front and center here in five years when he's going into Canton for his hall of fame induction. I don't think there's any problem with their relationship today. I never have. I think he's certainly in well standing with Kraft, And I know with Belichick, I mean, look, he left, he thanked them when he left and now he's leaving another organization. Does he rethank the people that he left the first time? I think it's, I think <laughs> right. you have to exactly. thank the right. first ones, right? You know, why do we have to rethank the pay? He already thanked the Patriots, right? Mm -hmm. He thanked them once. You know, so mm -hmm. like, I don't think they see that as a snub. I mean, certainly Twitter, which is all the answers all over it. But this, <laughs> I will say, I will say this about Brady is Brady is very aware. He is authentic. He's genuine and he's humble. And, and with those ingredients, 
he would never stub anybody. And, I, and in this book I'm writing that I've been working on, I, I have a chapter called, you know, what if, what if Peyton Manning went to the jets? What if, you know, uh, if uh, John Elway, the, the Raiders made a trade for John Elway that they were trying desperately to do. What if Tom Brady didn't get drafted by the, by the Patriots? What if he and Belichick didn't collide? You know, and it's akin to when Bill Gates was, was trying to get into computer science and he fortunately was born near the campus of the University of Washington where you get into computer labs and work on programming. I mean, I think the combination of these two, would Brady have had a successful career? No doubt. Would he have won seven Super Bowls or six Super Bowls? I don't know about that. I think two perfectionists coming together exploded onto the scene and created a dynasty. That's absolutely amazing. Again, to the point that you and Wes were just making about social media. You know, I was driving in, Michael, before uh, Wes, as he, we talked about right here in the first hour of the Lombardi line, once we saw the kind of mea culpa that came out from Tom Brady, I heard national media mm -hmm. saying, I won't mention the name, Mike Greenberg, saying <laughs> that this was a bad look on Brady. I was like, oh, my goodness, Michael, what are we talking about? Like, this guy couldn't well, do anything. I, mean, I, I just couldn't believe that's the narrative why they have that was the coming out. Bunny. That's why they have the mute button. Eh? That was the greatest invention of all. Mute the worldwide leader. I mean, some of the stuff that comes out of there, you just like, what is going on here? When they do those breakdowns of tapes on, on you know, we're going to go with the ex-quarterback who ran out of bounds and we're going to talk about what he sees. I mean, come on. Like you just, it, it's not accurate. It's just not, they're not even talking about the coverages correctly. So I, it nothing surprises me anymore. That's why you just have to focus on what you believe, what you see and move forward. So uh, Michael, sticking with the uh, former Patriot organization theme here, Josh McDaniels mm -hmm. going to take the job here in Las Vegas. Yeah. Apparently the ink on the contract is dry. <laughs> I'm a Colts fan, Michael. I, I had to get <laughs> that bitter. dig in on McDaniels here. Not that I'm bitter, <laughs> but anyway, it's going to be McDaniels and Ziegler teaming up here in Las Vegas. Look, Josh McDaniels, first time he was a head coach in Denver, didn't get it done. Then went back. Uh, the Jedi returned to the master in Foxborough and, you know, got some more tutelage. What do you think is going to go different this time around with McDaniels in his second run go around as a head coach? Well, I think it would be really uh, wrong to think that after the time that he spent in, in Denver at age 33 to where he is today at 46, he didn't change as a coach, as a father, as a human being, a, a, as a leader. I mean, he has changed dramatically, and I think he's smart enough to learn. And I know when he got fired in Denver – you know, we spent a lot of time together at my home and, and when I was living in Delaware at the time, working for NFL Network, we spent a lot of time talking about what happened, what was going on. And I think he has been really careful to measure twice, cut once, actually measure three times before he cut to get the right situation to fill in to where he felt like he could really make a difference based on the values and the culture he wants to bring. So I think it's a great hire by Mark Davis. I think the fact that he united a coach and a general manager together, which really looked on surface like that was the case with Mayock and Gruden, but it really never was the case because to unite with Gruden is almost impossible. So I think this is a great hire. We've got about a minute to go here, Michael. And, you know, we're talking to all this retirement and Tom Brady at 44 and, Look, I know people in some circles here in the National Football League that would love to see you come back as a GM. Is it <laughs> is Michael Lombardi done? I'm done. You, you, there's I'm no done. way I'm they could get you back. I'm done. No, I'm I'm done. I'm working on my second book. I'm excited now. You know, there is a Lombardi that 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 has an ability to move around because he's a coach. I got two of them that can move around, but I'm done. I'm I'm really enjoying this phase of my career. It's not often you get a second act. You know, it's mm -hmm. usually. 
you retire as an executive and then 10 years later you're going through the obituaries and you say, oh, that guy died? Jeez, whatever happened to him? You know, I, I, I wanted to have a second career and I, and I feel thankful to Vison and everyone that's allowed me to do this. No, I just thought you might have to have a talk with Tom Brady because I hope that he can yeah, transition I, away. I'm going to find that. I'm going to find that where that pool is now. He and Michi that went in there. I, uh, I was going to see if he was playing in Pebble Beach this week in the Pro Am. He is apparently not, but I'm sure he'll be a regular out there in Northern California. Where, where's Ricky Fowler? Oh, my goodness. I think he's already withdrawn. Michael, it's always great to have you on your day off. We'll catch up with you tomorrow back here on the Lombardi Mind. All right, there he is, Michael Lombardi, everybody. Yeah, I mean, Wes, that's the thing, right? What's Tom Brady going to do now? Michael figured out. I'm sure he'll figure it out. He always does. That's the thing. All right, coming back, we'll talk much more Super Bowl. Come on back. It's the Lombardi Line right here in VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. You know that VEASAN is the best place to get all the betting insights for the big game. And right now you can sign up to get our free big game betting guide. This digital guide gives you trends, strategies, props to watch, and tips from all of our experts. Visit VEASAN.com slash Super Bowl to get your free guide and get ready for the biggest football betting action of the year. Dave Ross alongside Wes Reynolds. This is the Lombardi line. A real treat to have Michael Lombardi join us on his days off. On his day off. Uh, great insight uh, as to the retirement of Tom Brady. Of course, will not be in the Super Bowl, which is weird when you played in 10 of them. Right now, the Bengals here uh, getting four and a half is what we're seeing. And the over-under, very quickly, just to get your thoughts here, Wes, I'm seeing some 48, some 48 and a halves out there. Uh, look, we got a long way to go between now and there. Mm-hmm. If you're an overbacker, would you wait right now? You see a 48 and a half here at BetMGM. Because I got a feeling this is going to come down, not go up. Yeah, I think it will too. And and look, the more of the money is going to happen as we get closer to game day. Right. As we get the full prop menu up, because uh, we get the index props here early in the week, and then toward the latter half of this week, and maybe over the weekend at certain shops, then you'll get all the player props and everything kind of put up, all the cross-sport props, and everybody piecemeals it bets it all at once so yeah I think you can wait I think that this could perhaps drop a little bit and and there's always going to be resistance we know the gen the general betters more often than not 
are going to want to look to the over yes. in a big game. So I could see this dropping a little bit and then maybe getting 48. I don't think it's going to like plummet or no. anything like that. It's just these numbers are so tight and there's so much liquidity and there's so much money in the market, whether it's wise guy money or whether it's public money. I mean, there are betters that will bet one event a year and it'll be the Super Bowl. Mm. So you'll have their money in the market as well. So that's why you're not going to see, I think, a ton of movement on this line. We're going to be here probably a week from now and there's not going to be much variance to where it is right now. And four and a half, 48 and a half that you're seeing right now at BetMGM. All right, let's dip our toe into the NBA card tonight. Start off with those Wizards, a team I used to cover back in the day in my D.C. days, and I'm seeing a lot of people say got to trade. Uh, you know, Bradley Beal, real deal. Bradley Beal's not going to be going tonight uh, as they are a big underdog in Milwaukee. What do you make of 11 and a half right now? Look at that total. 230, mm-hmm. a big total here in Milwaukee. Milwaukee, of course, is Algonquin <laughs> for yes. the good land, but I don't know what the definition is or what, what language says bad basketball oh. because that's what the Bucks have kind of been playing, really, mm-hmm. over the last month. Now they get another team in that's been playing worse basketball. Milwaukee this weekend got beat by 36 at home by the Denver Nuggets. They were six-and-a-half-point favorites, so Milwaukee went 5-10 and ten against the number in January, but the Wizards say, hold my beer. They're 1-11 and 11 the last 12 against the number. They're missing Bradley Beal. There seems there's always seemingly a mutiny in Washington. Boy, or maybe boy. a player getting sideways, going all the way back to Hibachi, Gilbert Arenas. Uh, I was there John for John Wall and Bradley Beal had their issues. Now it seems like everybody's got their issues with Spencer Dinwiddie, who of course came in from the Brooklyn Nets. So, you know. I didn't know really what to do with this game. Uh, it's, it's hard to lay it with Milwaukee. They've been playing terrible, but maybe this is the drop in class that they need in kind of a, a get right game here. Uh, so, yeah, I don't want to lay double digits with the Bucks, but I darn sure don't want any part of the Wizards. Yeah, it's going to be a hard one. And very quickly to Gilbert Arenas, I actually turned sports to news reporter back in the day when he had his gun charge. I was in the mm-hmm. courtroom the day he got sentenced. Very surreal. Washington's had some really, <laughs> I'd say, unlucky and unfortunate situations with their basketball team. We're seeing it again with Bradley Beal. They got rid of John Wall. Now everybody's saying in D.C. you got to get rid of Bradley Beal. Let's see how that plays out. But this has been an ugly, ugly year. After a Good start for the boys in D.C. It has not gone uh, their way since then. Let's get to the Heat and to the Raptors here. And the Heat, uh, one of the best teams, obviously, in the NBA, uh, licking their wounds a little bit, coming off a loss here. Now going to take on the Raptors uh, north of the border here. Uh, What do you make of the Raptors as a small favorite, two and a half, and that total a little bit low at 210.5. Yeah, both teams on a back-to-back. Raptors had to rally in the second half. They did end up getting the win in Atlanta, so good on them. So now both teams back-to-back. Heat got blown out in Boston last night. So uh, you look, this is actually kind of a short-term rematch because on Saturday, it was triple overtime and Toronto got the win over Miami. So at least kind of a a short-term, if you want to call it, revenge spot for the Heat. Jimmy Butler and P.J. Tucker did not play last night. That's part of the reason they got blown out in Boston. That was a rest night. I think the market seems to be expecting that they're going to go because this was three in the overnight. You're now seeing some two and a halves out there. So probably rested them up for this one. Uh, Toronto, you know, played their starters a lot. They only play about eight guys in the rotation. That starting five against Miami in that triple overtime win Played 54 minutes or, or, or more here. Uh, uh, and then uh, FVV, Fred Van Vliet, 
Gary Trent Jr., Siakam, all went close to 40 minutes last night against Atlanta. You may have a tired Toronto bunch uh, here. And then Butler and Tucker got the night off. Adebayo, by the way, when they knew that that game was out of hand, Spo mm-hmm. sent him to the bench to kind of rest him up, I think, for the second night of a back-to-back. So, uh, uh, small lean on Miami. I don't think Butler has been confirmed as of yet. I'm kind of checking uh, my screen here to see if he has, in fact, been ruled in. I don't think he has, but the expectation is that he and Tucker are going to play. So, small lean to Miami Heat here. Very quickly, with the issues that I know that are still going on in Canada, they're still not allowing fans in the arena, I right? I think it's a it's a certain percentage. Okay. But if you've watched Raptors games on your league pass and whatnot – Fairly empty up there. So normally that's been leaning towards overs, right? Is that mm-hmm. the way that those have been trending for whatever well, reason? Because, the yeah, lines because are the, the, the shooting backdrop, yeah. uh, obviously, with nobody behind the basket, it's pretty much been FFO, friends and family only, that have been attending these games up in Toronto. So I think that that has played a part in it, and I still lean Heat plus three. All right, let's get on to the Nuggets and the T-Wolves in the uh, land of a thousand lakes here tonight in Minnesota. Interesting uh, clubs here, and I, I think you look at Jokic, you can make the strong case that he, he might be the uh, the MVP so far of the league against the T-Wolves that right now laying four and a half and high total of 230. Well, the whole key is if Jokic, you mentioned about MVP, is he going to play tonight? If he's not, then I don't have much interest necessarily in mm-hmm. the Nuggets because uh, uh, I look at uh, John Von Tobel's column at vcin.com, which he breaks down the NBA card and does it very well every day. Denver is getting outscored by 15.4 points per 100 possessions when Jokic is off the floor this season. Uh, and they're averaging only 101.8 points per 100 possessions on offense. They're giving up 117.2 on defense Ooh. without Jokic on the floor. So, look, Minnesota, they're not uh, quite uh, away from the injury bug either because D'Angelo Russell battling that shin issue. But Jokic, it all is going to depend on if he is going to play. And those numbers that JBT pointed out, without him – they look like a very bad team, and the numbers, I think, bear that out. So nothing here until I find out if he is going to go tonight. And very quickly to the MVP conversation, I know John Morant, right? I mean, look, it's been Ja's world in the NBA, Mm -hmm. and we're all kind of living in it. But when you really do break down the numbers, would you still be inclined to look at Jokic as the MVP or say, you know how the media train works? Mm -hmm. Right now it's Ja, 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 Ja. Which way would you lean there? Uh, well, I mean, if you had to go to, if you had a vote today, would it be John Morant or would it be? Nicole well, I, I do think the media likes a fresh face. I don't think that they're going to hold it against Jokic. Remember when he uh, uh, shoved down Morris oh, yeah. uh, and got suspended for a couple games earlier this year? Are they going to hold that against him? I don't know. Sometimes those things happen in the heat of battle. I mean, look, guys used to throw punches and have fist fights in the NBA, for oh, God's yeah. sakes, it's, when I was yes. growing up in the 80s. I miss those days, by the way. <laughs> but but I digress. So, yeah, I think, look, John Morant is a new face of a franchise in Memphis that obviously is a small market team. But as they keep winning, you start to see them on national television more because the uh, NBA national TV partners, ESPN and Turner can kind of flex those games in. So I don't think that that's necessarily going to be held against Moran being on a small market team. All right, let's see how that plays out uh, as the season progresses. Uh, the Nets and the Suns tonight in the Valley of the Sun in Phoenix here. And we've seen some, uh, once the news came out that James Harden is going to play tonight for Brooklyn. Of course, Kyrie Irving, you're on the road, so he's eligible to play. And now that number is down to five with that total 
at 2.30. Brooklyn, by the way, four-game losing streak, longest of mm-hmm. the year. Can they break that tonight? Well, uh, the market certainly thinks so, and based on uh, what we were talking about earlier, Mark Stein put out, James Harden probably going to go with that hand issue, and of course, Kyrie on the floor. No Kevin Durant still out with that knee injury, but if you look at the numbers Brooklyn has put up with Harden and Kyrie on the floor together, and it's been a rare occurrence that that's happened this season for obvious reasons, but averaging 124.7 points per 100 possessions when you have those two on the floor without Durant, and then you obviously include Patty Mills in the mix. I think Patty Mills has been such the key for this team. He's kind of kept the ship afloat with this team where they haven't fallen apart because there's a lot of things going on, obviously, with the Brooklyn Nets, but still very respectable, 29-20, still near the top of the Eastern Conference. Phoenix is playing really well, and they've won 10 straight, 13 of their last 14, and yet they're getting bet against tonight. Mm. And, And I think that shows you Irving and Harden being together, plus the fact you have no Jay Crowder, no DeAndre Ayton. I'm probably late to the party to go ahead and follow this move, but I do agree with this move on the Nets tonight. All right, so right now they are getting five on the road with Kyrie and James Harden expected to play tonight. Again, that high total of 230. All right, when we come back here, let's go back to the college hardwood and break down what we see in the SEC, the A-10, and the ACC tonight in college hoops. Come on back. It is the Lombardi Line right here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Stormy Bonatoni on Friday the 11th at 6 p.m. for the big game betting and beers event at the South Point Casino right here in Las Vegas. Stormy is going to be joined by our guys in the desert, Chris Andrews, Jimmy Ficaro, Vinny Mayulo, for a fun and informative look at betting this year's big game and stories from behind the book, all about the action these legends have seen over the years. The event is free for everyone over 21, so stop by the South Point on Friday the 11th at 6 p.m. to get free samples of bookmaker Blonde Ale, specials on Budweiser, purchase signed copies of Chris Andrews' book, and learn from these bookmaking experts. And dare I say, legends, all of them right there. Icons, on your screen. Icons, I mean, come on. Whenever you get any information from those gentlemen, it is good. Of course, I was laughing, though, a little bit because there was somebody that ran with the fact, because you know our own Jimmy Picaro likes to post kind of some of the big tickets yes. and the big wagers that come here for the South Point. I oh, think it was like to win 200000 or somewhere I, around yes. that on the 49ers. And then somebody, of course, some content person runs with it that, oh, it Jimmy Picaro bet, bet $200,000. <laughs> I was like, well, I think we're all getting spa treatments here in the afternoon at the <laughs> South Point, much like uh, Jimmy Vaccaro is known to do here. Absolutely. Fabulous South Point Hotel and Casino and Spa. That's going to be a great event. you got to stop on by as long as you're 21 and over. Uh, it is free to the public. Uh, let's talk a little bit more about some college hoops game tonight. And I know there's one still in the Big East that has attracted your attention. So let's get to that. And I believe it, uh, it involves those Providence Friars. What do you make of this matchup with the Johnnies here uh, in New York City with St. John's right now? A small home favorite. Yeah, this is one of those uh, CNC Music Factory plays, things that make you go, hmm, because <laughs> you got a ranked Providence team that is 18 and 2, leading the Big East Conference right now. By the way, have won five in a row. They are 8 and 1 currently in the Big East. Did beat this team a little over three weeks ago, beat them 83 to 73 up in the Dunkin' Donuts Center up there in Providence, Rhode Island. Now you're getting a St. John's team 
uh, you know, you're at St. John's, so but you're still the underdog to a team that's only three and five in the league. St. John's eleven and eight overall. They did just lose on Saturday, uh, relatively competitive. Got inside the number at the end, mm-hmm. only lost by eleven to Villanova. So it's like, why the hell is Providence getting points? And mm-hmm. and as we do the change over here and the line change after Gil Alexander's a numbers game and producer number five Jeff Parles, we were kind of talking about this scheme. He's like, eh, I think I'm gonna stay away from it now that it's moved to three and a half and the four. And I was like, I think this is going to drop, though, because enough people are going to say, well, how the hell is Providence getting these points at St. John's? They're the hottest team in the Big East right now. So now it has dropped to two and a half at BetMGM, three in some other spots. And this is where I just go money line. Money line is right around 145, 150, give or take a few cents, depending on your store. And I do like St. John's here. All respect to Ed Cooley and Providence. And I think Ed Cooley's done a great job with this bunch. And uh, former Indiana Hoosier Al Durham, the transfer leading the way. Good to see Al playing well at a new home in Providence, having to go through three coaching changes pretty much in his career at Indiana. So, uh, you know, I do like St. John's, though, in the spot because I feel like Providence has kind of been getting a little lucky. Like, if you look, uh, I know uh, everybody references the Ken Pomeroy rankings, and he has a thing called luck that they measure in terms of how you do in close games and a lot of different variables. I won't go into the math because, quite frankly, I can't explain it (laughs) in, in terms of that. But, you know, they are number one in luck nationally, so it's like, eventually it's you kind of run, run into it. It's like, it's got to regress to the mean at some point. Providence has won five in a row. They started that win streak against St. John's. Then they had, I believe, a week off for COVID pause. Then they beat Georgetown at home. They beat Butler at home. They did win at Xavier, and that's, that's an a good win. win. That's a good win on yep. the road at the Centoff Center. And then they beat a Marquette team. They came back one by two over a Marquette team. Shaka's had them playing very well. Whew. But I think this is kind of where Providence hits the wall tonight, and I like St. John's money line. You know, one thing I've learned to appreciate with you, Wes, is your impressions. You did a pretty good Peyton Manning back in the day. That was your Jeff Parles impression? Wes, Wes, Wes. I don't know if I don't know if I could bet this. I gotta I gotta wait for the number to go down, Wes. It's a really good Parles impression. All right, let's get to the SEC here and let's talk about Texas AM against Tennessee here. And uh, obviously not an easy place to play. Texas AM normally brings a pretty good defense when they travel on the road. Uh, what do you make of this matchup tonight in the SEC? Yeah, boy, this is an interesting game, too, because of course, uh, Tennessee on Saturday, 52 to 51, a low scoring game, an absolute rock fight down there in Austin and Texas had to come back. Actually, Texas really had to hang on. They had a 17 point lead. Tennessee made a run, tied it in the final minute. Texas gets a foul shot. And that was the difference that of course was Rick Barnes returning to Austin. Mm -hmm. So there was a lot of emotion in that game. And now you come back home and you get a Texas A&M bunch Buzz's club who I saw a person here at the Mandalay Bay. They were in that Maui invitational Buzz's club 15 and six, but they've lost four in a row. Remember I was on them a couple weeks ago. They had that game against Kentucky where they led most of the game. Kentucky kind of took the lead and held the lead for the last five minutes. Then they go to Arkansas, lose an OT. Then they lose a close game at LSU by six last Wednesday and then gets beat at home by South Carolina team. It's kind of toward the bottom half of the conference. So this team is struggling here at Texas A&M, but I, I would lean to them. I have not bet this as of yet, but that would be my consideration here would actually be Texas A&M who has a good record. It looks like a gaudy record, but if you really look at the quality of wins, they haven't beaten anybody. Mm. And this is a chance to beat a team that more than likely is going to be in the NCAA tournament in Tennessee. who's gotten a lot of really good wins this year. So seeing 10 and a half at BetMGM, but it's basically 11 in the market, couple 11 and a halves out there. 
I wonder how much gas maybe Tennessee has and what I would especially like in this game is first half. Okay. Because I think that that carries over a little bit where Tennessee, they expended all that energy to come back in Austin only to lose by one for their current coach who was a longtime coach for the Longhorns. And then Texas A&M has lost four in a row. They're like, we know we got to get out to a good start right. here. So we know we got to do that. So if I were doing that, I'd probably split it half and half. I'd put half on the first half for A&M, and that's basically six, six and a half, depending on your shop, and then take the 11 for the full game. I cannot believe we get the Iron Bowl again tonight. With mm-hmm. Al- they, they don't call it the Iron Bowl for basketball? Like, is it just for football that we call that the Iron Bowl? Because, again, we got two good teams here. Auburn right now, obviously, number one team in the country, uh, laying six at home against Roll Tide. I know it's not football, but still, it's still Alabama and Auburn. And it's the number one Auburn Tigers, by the way, here, 20-1, and one, and they did play a couple weeks ago, January 11th. Auburn got the win in the Coleman Coliseum in Tuscaloosa, 81 to 77. Auburn got out to like a 14-point lead at the under eight in the second half, and then Alabama tied it with about a minute and a half to go. Auburn made some foul shots and ended up getting the win. Auburn, you know, you wonder if they're still living dangerously here. Mm. They certainly fall into that fat and happy category because, look, they've won 17 games in a row. They lost that double overtime to UConn down at the Battle for Atlantis in the Bahamas. But Almost lost a, to on the road to Mizzou. Yeah, because remember, we talked about that yeah. last Tuesday, and I was on Mizzou. Mizzou actually probably should have won the game outright. Uh, elected not to foul at the end and <laughs> ran out of time, and uh, kind of a blunder by Mizzou because they would have had another possession and Auburn gets the offensive rebound, basically puts it away. Auburn did get a win on Saturday, 86-68. to Alabama is one of those hit-or-miss teams. They're a team that could win it all, or they can get beat in the first round. And if you look at their results, this is a team, by the way, Alabama, that has beaten Gonzaga, that's beaten Houston, that's beaten Tennessee, that's beaten LSU, that just beat Baylor. On Saturday, it was number uh, down there, number six, but they were like, I think, number three or four in the country. This is a team that can beat anybody, but you look as well. This is also a team that lost to Iona yeah. down in one of those holiday tournaments over Thanksgiving. They lost at a Memphis team who we know they've been dysfunctional pretty much all year. <laughs> they lost at Missouri. They lost at Georgia. Tom Crean's bunch had not won an SEC game all season, and they beat Alabama. So it's always kind of a little pick your poison with this team. Number has dropped to six. I think it opened seven, and that's more of along the lines where I would like to take it. If I get some Auburn money here and it gets back closer to seven, I will be on roll tide here. Let's get to the 810 very quickly because it's an interesting matchup here. Of course, my alma mater, VCU, not involved, but we're always going to watch Davidson and Davidson against St. Bonaventure here because these are two teams that they're going to have to go through eventually for my alma mater. What do you make of this? Because Davidson, we know, can score and they can shoot it. Mm -hmm. And they're on the road tonight at St. Bonaventure, only in New York. It's not an easy place to play. I've been there, went to a basketball camp there. Not an easy place to get to either. No, it's really a hard place to get to. And they are, the Bonnie's a small three-point favorite here with that total sitting at 135 and a hook. Yeah, uh, Davidson probably, even though they did lose once they got in the top 25 to VCU last week, Davidson probably looking solid for the NCAA tournament. They are 17-3 and right now. They do have that win over Alabama, so they do have a signature non-con win. A-10, I'm going to be interested to see how many bids this conference is going to get. I think that they're a multiple bid league, but are they going to get two or are they going to get three? Certainly your VCU Rams in the mix. St. Bonaventure. St. Bonaventure really needs this one they like do. blood because they're 12-5. and five. They've had a couple COVID pauses. They got good wins. They beat Boise State. They beat Marquette. They beat Clemson. 
They beat VCU. But they need to pile together good wins because they got a couple questionable losses. That loss at home to Northern Iowa. That loss at George Mason about a week ago. So lean St. Bonaventure here. But the Bonnies are one of those teams. We know Davidson can score, but they're not great defending, especially right. in transition and especially at the rim. But the Bonnies, you know, 303rd in tempo. Sometimes they can struggle to score, but I do lean them tonight. I was an outstanding camper. Age 10, St. Bonaventure basketball camp. Was uh, Jan Van Vredekoff the coach there back then? No. <laughs> when we come back, BetMGM has some fascinating parlay combinations for the big game, for the Super Bowl. We'll see if Wes and I can find some value that might actually cash. Come on back. It's VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. MGM welcomes you with a special offer in the NBA. Simply place a $10 money line wager on any game, and if either team hits a three-pointer, you're going to win 200 bucks in free bets. Just use the bonus code VEASAN200 when you make your very first wager. BetMGM is proud to be an authorized gaming partner of the NBA, so download the app or go to BetMGM.com. Use the bonus code VEASAN200 to win 200 bucks in free bets if a three-pointer is made in the game you wager on. Eligibility restrictions do apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older to wager. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. If you have a problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi or Nevada. Dave Ross alongside West Reynolds right here on the Lombardi line. And again, we've got what? A week and a half, a little bit more to go before we get to Super Sunday. So there's going to be a lot of time for people out there to build their own single-game parlays. Mm -hmm. And this seems to be catching on. Maybe a new fad, if you will, in our gambling space. And BetMGM offers all kinds of them. We'll get into some of those in a little bit. But if you were to advise people on how to build their own single-game parlay. Wes, what advice would you give as far as tactics to try to build that single-game parlay? Look, this is a new phenomenon to me, to be honest with you, because I do get involved in the prop market, and obviously uh, the prop market gets bigger and bigger. I mean, it it's does. amazing, and I know we'll hear from uh, our buddy Jay Cornegay over at Westgate Superbook. Jay is one of the guys that really started it all when that whole team was at the Imperial Palace on the Strip back in the day, putting together these fun props and have carried it over, and now 
everybody has props. I mean, you're going to have those cross-sport props, too, oh, yeah. where it's like, okay, Joe Mixon or whatever running backs uh, receiving yards versus this Giannis NBA's points. players' points and rebounds right. or something like that, or, or something like Cam Akers' total rushing yards versus what – you know, insert player shoots at the final round of the Waste Management Phoenix Open. <laughs> I know Jeff Sherman loves to do those like golf and Super Bowl props. So, yeah, this is a new phenomenon for me because I haven't done a lot of these like single game parlays for props. And BetMGM, I think, and all the others make this available because obviously you're getting more casual betters in the market. You're getting newer betters in the market every day. There's a new jurisdiction now, sports betting available in New York State. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, new states getting jurisdiction jurisdictions, uh, you know, New Jersey, Indiana, Illinois, all these different states that have them. So as you get new betters involved, I think that these wagers are targeted more towards them, not guys that have been doing this 30 and 40 sure. years. You're not going to see a lot of those guys necessarily do this, but newer betters, I think, are going to like to do this because of uh, of different parlays, and it gives you that option. And basically what they're making you do this, it's like a different way to kind of bet a side or a total because you're obviously going with game flow here right. so so like for instance let's take that plus 575 there okay. Bengals money line and the over mix in any time touchdown we know what the Bengals do and maybe did it a little bit too much against the Chiefs even though Mixon ended up having a good game statistically they run a little bit too much on, on, they run a lot. Yeah. And, and sometimes that gets you behind and it's like, well, you're second nine, second 10, when the Bengals kind of got burrow out of the pocket. And part of it was because he was rushed out of the pocket. But when they got him on the run and throwing the ball on first down, those plays were open down the field right. against the Chiefs. Now, the Rams are a better defense, but there's still some plays to be made on this defense if you get Joe Burrow kind of out of the pocket and moving around somebody because it's so tough to cover these receivers down the field for 10 and 15 mm-hmm. seconds, you know. So, eventually, you got to think somebody like Chase is going to spring open. So, that brings the Chase anytime TD with the Bengals in the over. I think this is basically kind of a way if you are have a conviction on one side – that, you know, you can bet these guys accordingly. So if you like the Bengals, obviously these props are going to be attractive to you. You're going to get more than you would get on the money line. Now you need more events and more things to happen in order to cash these tickets. Keep that in mind. But that's the way they kind of build these and put these out for you. It's another way to bet your team if you're not necessarily laying or taking the number. Yeah, no question about it. And I would think, because you're right, this is kind of new. You know, yes, they've been around now for a couple years, but really now they've really become popular this year it feels like in specifics here and I, I do think the one piece of advice I would give is when you see some of those correlated uh, prop scenarios right notice the over under that you if you get it and you lock it in now well if you're taking the over with some of those Bengals props mm-hmm. you're getting the worst of the number mm-hmm. on the over conversely and I know it's super long odds if you do like the under, they're giving it to you right now at 49 and a half, which is a better number yeah. than you're going to see market wide, right? So you can get, you can really try to find, it's not huge advantages, but maybe a small advantage there. So let's take the biggest one on the board at the biggest long shot. That's plus 725. And that correlated uh, prop is Rams win the game. Mm-hmm. So that's great. You don't have to lay the four and a half, right? Just got to win. But you got to get two touchdowns from Cam Akers anytime. And Cooper Cup, which you And you, you feel, still got to stay under 49 and then you, There and a half. it is. And now, now you get the better number at 49 and a half, but that's the problem, right? I got to get two touchdowns mm-hmm. 
Rams got to win, and we got to keep this thing under 50. Yeah, because obviously that includes what the other team is going to score. Right. So right there they're saying, okay, they're giving you 14 points with the Rams for an anytime TD for Akers and Cooper Cup. So then you got to kind of determine the numbers. And that's one thing you also got to do is you got to shop around for these numbers, especially on the props. Some books are going to be a little bit slower to move some of these props, especially these single props where it's like, okay, and you're going to see some sharp guys too. And probably some of them will be guests here on VEASAN over the next couple mm-hmm. weeks. They're going to bet like, let's say the over on yards where it's going to be like, well, I like this guy over 40.5 receiving yards. And then you might see as everybody kind of moves that number. Well, now it's going to get up to like 53 and a half mm. receiving yards or something like that. And there's going to be a lot of variance. So you will see, I think more sharper betters and guys that are a little bit more experienced. They'll try to middle these props. I mean, it almost seems absurd to like middle these props, but <laughs> that's what guys will do. And they'll shop around. They'll be like, well, they've got this number at 40 and a half and this other store has it at 50 and a half, you're going to see more variance. And I want to point that out to our viewers and listeners. You're going to see more variance on, on props. Like you're not going to see variance on side and total. And no. you never really do. It's not like the 1980s where you could go on the east side of the strip and get plus six. And then you go on the west side of the strip and get plus three, you know, where you had line variance. Now you have all these satellite books like at BetMGM. MGM Grand, Mandalay Bay, uh, the uh, New York, New York, all the MGM properties are going to have the same line, basically. So you're not going to get variance like in the old days, but you will get variance from like book to book uh, on props and mm-hmm. stuff. So, you know, you'll go to a bet MGM book that's going to have a different number than South Point is going to have or than Circa or Westgate or whatever is going to have. So especially if you're out here in Nevada, Go ahead and shop around, and that's what you're going to want to do once all these props open up because it's so hard to keep track of all these props for bookmakers. Uh, No question It is so hard to move it, and sometimes because you're concentrating and it's so overwhelming, you might be slow to move a number. So if you've got a very keen eye, you can spot some discrepancies there and take advantage and cash tickets. I think the most, you know, commonly played prop that we're seeing now in this kind of evolution of the prop game is quarterback totals. Right, mm-hmm. that seems to be the new side in total. Those will game. always get the bigger handles. Like whenever we have guys on, we have the South Point guys or the Bet MGM guys or Circa, whatever book. They're gonna say, "Yeah, these are driving the tickets yes. here." Like, what's your ticket count? Well, we're getting a lot on, you know, Matthew Burrow, Stafford right. over passing yards or under passing yards, what have you. The quarterbacks are always gonna have the highest handle for player prop perspective. And very quickly to that end, we're seeing Burrow here, and again, we got a week and a half to really dissect this stuff. Burrow around two. 76 and a half Stafford, not, not too far off 270, uh, 279 and a half uh, for those over under prop scenarios there. And just a reminder, people, before you blindly play those, and I know you saw what 27, 24 was the final mm-hmm. in the AFC title game, right? 51 total points. I believe both those passer props went under Yes, from Mahomes, who was over 200 yards and at three touchdowns at halftime, the, still went under. The officiating kind of came into play a little bit. And by the way, uh, Ron Torbert, the official for Super Bowl 56, Ron Torbert, I believe, was third least in terms of his crews oh, throughout the regular season calling penalties. The only ones that were lower were Bill Vinovich and Tony Carrenti. And then look, Carl Sheffers, who I lambasted. I'm like, he throws too many he flags. He to you. flags happy. He only threw eight penalties or only yeah, eight Carl. penalties at least were accepted. So, Look, 
I'd rather rely on letting the guys play rather than being too flag happy. And I think both those games this weekend, I give them credit where I think very well officiated, or at least were consistently officiated. Yeah, there were missed calls, but they were missed on both sides. And by the way, both those games went to the under, Mm -hmm. right? And you can make the correlation if you want America, but I will just say aesthetically, just watching those games. And I went back and watched both of them, by the way, because you and I do the show and we got the sound down. It's really hard. So you miss things. Yeah, right. Yeah. And I went back and watched them and I, I saw them picking up flags. I thought both crews did an excellent job. And it, it was just more aesthetically pleasing to the eye, mm-hmm. Wes, to watch a well-officiated game. And, yeah, they missed some stuff that you could have called mm-hmm. that other crews call. But I'm with you, man. Let's just err on the side of, of letting the guys play. And if they miss one or two bumps here and there, I think America can live with that. Yeah, 100%. So let's hope for more of the same at Super Bowl 56 and so far. I want to thank uh, Wes, of course, Will Hill and Michael Lombardi joining us today with his thoughts on the retirement of Tom Brady. Thanks for watching, VEASAN. Keep watching. We'll see you tomorrow right back here in the Lombardi line on VEASAN, the sports betting network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.